You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome to the Voice of Charity. I'm Bridget Murphy, filling in for Michael Bear, and our co-host Marie Jokum is with us by phone this morning. Hi, Marie. Are you there? I'm there. Hi. I'm here. I'm there. I'm everywhere. Good morning, Bridget. How are you? <laughs> I'm well. How's your Memorial Day weekend? It was good. It was good. I, I hope yours was as well. And you know, I know that I and and many of us have have really noticed how different this Memorial Day weekend was. To weekends in the past. We're all definitely learning how to celebrate holidays in a new way this year. This is the unofficial start of summer, and, and things hopefully will begin to start reopening slowly. But we, I think, are kind of all coming out of this, this space we were in, realizing the magnitude of what, what we've just experienced these last two months. So much of our city and our state and our nation had to shut down but our essential services that we all rely on in our lives kept being open. Uh, Americans, I think, will long remember all of our essential workers. And, and we cannot forget, of course, and I know you never do, Bridget, our Catholic Charities colleagues who are on the front line of, of what we're doing today. Absolutely. And one of those people who wears so many hats and capes in the Catholic community, <laughs> it's astounding, is with us today. Um, he is another example of the kind of everyday heroism um, that we see from priests and clergymen and women who have found new ways to keep parishioners connected to one another and to God during these challenging weeks. Uh, Father Wayne Watts, no stranger to this show, uh, joins us this morning. Father Wayne, are you there? Good morning, ladies. Happy to be with you. Thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, and as many of you already know, Father Wayne's an associate administrator of Catholic Charities. He's the pastor of St. Joseph and Francis Xavier Parish in Wilmette. And last week, Father Wayne celebrated 30 years, which is insane, as a priest, and he served in a number of key positions throughout the arts throughout these three decades. He never says no um, and is a phenomenal leader, priest, and friend to Bridget and I, and many listening, and many, many throughout um, the Archdiocese. Welcome, Father Wayne. You're very kind, Marie. Thank you very much. Happy to be with you. Well, Father Wayne, first of all, congratulations. And um, as as Marie said, you are held in such high esteem by all your colleagues at Catholic Charities and everyone who knows you from your parish work and your work with the poor, but we understand you had a wedding this weekend. And so pull back the curtain and tell us what a wedding is like in uh, the time of COVID-19. Well, it certainly is different, uh, you know, because we have to follow all the guidelines of the CDC and 
the government and the church. This wedding happened to be in a different state. It was in Virginia, and it was a beautiful wedding. Uh, it was originally scheduled to have 300 guests. That number was divided by more than 10, and we had a wedding of about 18 or 20 people at the wedding. Uh, we had a church wedding and a small reception at the family farm. It was a beautiful wedding, but, uh, you know, everyone is shifting because of the new reality that we live in. There was a great deal of joy, but uh, one of the things that they did, which was very interesting, is they invited their friends who were originally going to come to the farm for a bigger celebration to send video messages uh toasting them on their wedding. And so they had about an hour-long video that we watched the day after the wedding of their friends from all over the country who wanted to be with them, who couldn't be because of the virus. It, they uh, toasted them with beautiful words and a lot of humor. So they made the best of a bad deal, I would say, and they were very joyfully and happily married. I love that. That sounds so special. And, and you know, it really re kind of reminds me of your general attitude, Father Wang, that we, we're going to figure this out. Uh, we often say, yes say and kind figure of, it out, right, Marie? <laughs> yeah, yes exactly. And I was going to say, we kind of, we, that's a new mantra um, at Charities because of you. And is that, that sort of spirit of saying yes and figuring it out, is that what led you to your recent appointment by Cardinal Stupich? to become one of the 27 priests in the archdiocese assigned to the special hospitality ministry during COVID-19. How did that happen? So the word was sent out that they needed priests who were, I think the, it was under 60 and in good health. And um, as soon as the word got out, I sent a note to my bishop, Bishop Bartosik, and I said, I said, if you're looking for someone under 60 in good health, I'm raising my hand. And probably within 15 oh. seconds, he responded, you're in. And so uh, I think because, you know, we use the gifts that God has given us, and I guess my gift is relative youth and relative good health, uh, relative to all <laughs> the rest of my colleagues. And so I, I thought this is a great way. You know, I love working at Catholic Charities because it's putting the corporal works of mercy into practice, and this was just another opportunity to live the corporal works of mercy in my life. So, Father Wayne, was there any special training? So you're going into both hospitals and homes where people are very sick um, with COVID-19 for um, the anointing of the sick. Were there any, any special training you had to go through? There was indeed. We actually had, uh, as is typical these days, uh, online training. I forget if we use Zoom or Team or <laughs> GoToMeeting, one of those platforms. We had a 90-minute training with a, uh, with a consultant in the healthcare industry, a wonderful guy who's helping the Archdiocese of Chicago, Justice, Justin Lombardo. Justin's helping with the whole COVID response, and he's an expert, and he also brought in other experts, including uh, an infectious disease doctor from Northwestern who helped train the priests, all of us, 
as to what we're supposed to do. So Justin and a wonderful lady named Mary Kay Gon is also on the team. She's a nurse practitioner who is working with the Archdiocese of Chicago with the priests regularly, and she was asked to be uh, part of this ministry as well. And there's a deacon, Charles Shalcross, who is also helping coordinate the, I guess, the uh, sending us out. So what happens is that it, it, we're trained, and then if somebody calls for a COVID-19, it's funneled through the archdiocese, and one of those three, Mary Kay, Justin, or Deacon Charles, uh, handle the calls and call one of us to go out. That's incredible. Um, a perfect time to take a quick break. When we come back with Father Wayne, we'll learn more about um, how meaningful and challenging uh, administering those sacraments are at this time. We'll be back in a moment. Thanks, Bridget. Throughout our nation and our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today. Throughout this pandemic, Catholic Charities continues to develop the most effective ways possible to respond to the needs of our clients and communities. In the past month, our call center has received 250 calls a day for emergency services. More than 450 seniors are being visited by home care aides who help them with housekeeping, groceries, and personal care. Mental health services are being provided to more than 600 people via phone and video. Our friendly, knowledgeable staff is working nonstop, so we are always ready for whoever might reach out to us next. If we can be of assistance to you, email us at gethelp at catholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7700. That's gethelp at catholiccharities.net. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. Hi, welcome back to The Voice of Charity. This is Bridget Murphy in the studio. We have Marie Jochum on the phone. Hello, glad our, to be here. Sorry, Marie. And our guest is Father Wayne Watts, who is an associate administrator at Catholic Charities. He is pastor of Saints Joseph and Francis, ooh, excuse me, Xavier Parish in Wilmette. And he is one of just a handful of very committed and brave uh priests who have been administering uh, the anointing of the sick, and I'm, I'm sure, unfortunately, last rites to people who have been diagnosed with COVID-19 and have become very, very sick. 
Father Wayne, you were telling us a little bit before the break sort of what the process looks like when a, when a family member or um, a hospital calls looking for the sacrament. And, and can you maybe walk us through what happens when you get there? What, what's going on during that? Um, I'm, I'm imagining, obviously, the sacrament is the same, but how you go about um, doing the anointing, I'm guessing, is different. But would you be able to walk us through that a little bit? Sure, absolutely. It's, uh, it is different, and it's the same, as you said, Marie. So I uh, get the call from the Archdiocese, from one of those three folks I mentioned earlier, and then th- what I ask them to do is they send me a text message with the name of the patient, the room number, and a family contact number. What I like to do is I like to call the family and say, oh, this is Father Wayne, watch, I'm on my way to the hospital to visit your wife or husband or father or whatever. And because these people can't be with them, I ask them if there's anything they'd like me to relay to the patient, to their loved one. Oftentimes it's, it's, uh, you know, a message of love and support and, we're with you, we love you, and I bring that message with me when I go, and I let the, I let the, the patient know. So when I enter the hospital, I, you know, I bring my own, what they call PPE, as we all have learned, uh, personal protection equipment. I bring my own PPE, including an N95 mask. I wear gloves into the hospital, and at, at the hospital entrance, as everyone who enters the hospital these days, I get my temperature checked. They check the temperature and they ask me a series of questions to make sure that I'm not bringing the infection in with me. I then go to the floor and the nurses are great. They help me put on all the PPE correctly because it's it's a very contagious disease as you know. And so I put on the PPE and I bring the holy oil, the oil of the sick, on a cotton swab. Normally it's in a container, and I just use the container, but this is different. We put it on the cotton swab, and we anoint, and I go in and I, uh, I offer the message from the family, and I ask the patient if the patient is responsive. I ask the patient if she or he wants to be anointed, and then I... Uh, Pray the prayer of anointing. I use the cotton swab, wearing two pairs of gloves and having gown on, doing everything properly according to the hospital regulations or the nursing home, or if I do it in the home, I have my own procedure. And I, uh, I anoint the patient on wow. his or her forehead and palms of her hand with the holy oil. I then need to save the cotton swab in a separate plastic bag so I can take it and dispose of it properly. Because it is sacred, it needs to be disposed of properly, and normally that is either burying or burning it. So then I just, uh, when I finish the anointing, I take the oil out, I take all my PPP off, and uh, the nurses help me on the outside. I scrub myself down, and I return home and I dispose of the oil properly. The instructions are, we're suppo- it's kind of a funny story, we're supposed to, when we get home, strip down 
and put our clothes immediately in the washing machine. Well, m- the washing machine on my campus is like a block away from where I live, so that <laughs> I have to be very careful where I strip down because I could get myself in trouble. But I, uh, <laughs> but I do strip down outside my house, and then I, with gloves, carry my clothes back to the laundry and wash them. It's a, it's a major process. What's that address again, Father Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> This is incredible. I think, I mean, I'm I'm thinking sort of flashing in my mind is the video that um, your, our dear friend Noreen Russo put together for your 30th with others, of course. And I'm just imagining, you know, when you were a young priest, if you thought, ever thought that this is where you would be, anointing folks with a cotton swab. Um, right. And, and, so and wearing, interesting. at one of the hospitals, they have a... a, a I don't even have to use my own PPE at one of the hospitals. They have a, it's like a spacesuit, just the head part of the spacesuit called a papper, and it keeps the, the person who's taking care of the patient safe. It, you actually look like an astronaut. Oh, wow. Wow. All right, we're taking a break on that one, yeah. guys. Uh, sorry, I'm the only one in the studio, so I get to call the shots today. We're going for a break. Way to go. Go go for a break. I'm taking over. I'm taking over. Thanks. We'll Love be it. back Love in it. 10 seconds. All right, cool. Thanks. There's nothing like having a friend to talk to when things are not going well. And in these challenging days, everyone has had moments when they are discouraged, sad, or worried. Catholic Charities wants you to know that we are here. If you or someone you know would like to share your concerns with a professional, call 312-948-6951 anytime, day or night, and you will be connected with an experienced counselor who will listen without judgment and offer compassionate, confidential advice that you can trust. That phone number again is 312-948-6951. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend, featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Supich and video highlights from across the Archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. We'll talk with Cardinal Blaise Supich about the outreach efforts underway by the Catholic Church to help people in need during the COVID-19 pandemic. We'll show you how online masses have become a common way of worship, and we'll give you a sampling of how teachers and students in Catholic schools are being creative and productive during the health crisis. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100. Voice of Charity. This is Bridget Murphy, Marie Jokum, and Father Wayne Watts with you this morning. We're speaking with Father Wayne about his recent work uh, doing anointing of the sick during COVID-19, one of the many roles he plays as a superhero of the Catholic Church. Um, Father Wayne, can you just share a little bit about what you hear from family members? It it must mean so much, even when they can't be there, 
um, to know that you're there, uh, not just any priest, but you, um, in the hospital with their loved one when they can't be there? They're, I think they're, they're very grateful for the call before and after because it's a way that they really feel present. And I call them as I'm walking into the hospital and as I walk out of the hospital. So in a sense, I'm representing them as well as the church in the sacrament. And, and they feel good about that. You know, it's so hard. I had one uh, experience early on in the, the pandemic where I had a man call me or call the arch or I forget how I got called in. Uh, and so I got his number and I called him and he said, are you sure you want to do this? You want to put yourself in jeopardy? And he was not a Catholic man himself. He said, I'm really doing this just for, his, for her sisters uh, on behalf of his wife. I said, well, for whatever, whatever. if you want to give your, your sister-in-law my phone number, I'll talk to her too. But know that I'll give your message to your wife, that you love her, you care about her, and I'll call you. And if the sister wants to call me, she can call me after. Sure enough, I called them back, and then the sister called me. And then a day later, uh, the woman died, and her husband called me. The non-Catholic husband called me and said, we're having a funeral, and we feel so connected to you. We're wondering if you could come to the funeral home and do the service for us because you were with us at this very important time. Could you come? And, of course, I went and I did the funeral for the, for the family. And it just was a, a neat connection. It was someone who wasn't connected to the church, got connected to the church, and was grateful for the personal relationship that I brought into to the hospital room. So it was pretty cool. I mean, there are a number of other stories just like that. Really, I think, you know, it, it is, like you just said, it's an opportunity to welcome other people in as well and sort of highlight the beautiful things that do happen um, in our Catholic community and in our Catholic faith. And I, I love that you were that welcoming piece um, to a non-Catholic husband. I think that's beautiful. Speaking of welcoming and getting back to church and church community, we know that St. Joseph and Francis Xavier is the first parish in the Archdiocese of Chicago to have been certified to reopen last weekend. Um, I believe that you were open two hours on Saturday and Sunday, and there was also reconciliation. How did that go? And, and I know that there's a long process. I know that the Cardinal and his team have put a lot of time and energy into thinking how to do this. But can you share with our listener what listeners what exactly that is like? Well, yeah, it's a new reality. I mean, uh, we had uh, confessions on Saturday and Sunday at St. Joe's. Um, it's interesting. Of course, I was at the wedding in Virginia on Saturday, so I have a great team that did all the work. And I returned on Sunday and celebrated the celebrated the sacrament uh, on the Sunday shift. Um, but we uh, we had to do a lot of work. I mean, we we probably put in ten hours of twenty people's time, so almost two hundred hours uh, to get ready for the reopening. There, there wow. are very strict rules, 10 people in the church, six feet apart from one another, in, this, in one door and out another door. In the sacrament, the penitent needs to be six feet away from the, the, from the confessor. 
so we uh, we were measuring things out and finding places uh, logistically where it would work properly, and it worked. It, it worked. I mean, I'm so blessed with a very committed and dedicated community here at St. Joseph and Francis Xavier that the volunteers did a ton of good work. Father Matt Spots, a young newly ordained Jesuit who is helping us in our parish, has worked really hard, and my operations director, Joe DiArco, made sure everything went super smoothly, but it's a lot of work. And, you know, we're talking yeah. about opening the church for private prayer. Again, you know, opening the church for five, for two hours is going to be a production. We're hoping to do it by the end of this week or the beginning of next. But we have to have at least three to five volunteers during those two hours that will uh, greet the people, remind them to wear masks, and after they leave, sanitize the place where they were sitting and praying. Every time there's human contact with the surfaces, we will sanitize, as is directed by the Archdiocese and the CDC. That's amazing. What um, If people want to participate in that kind of thing, what should they do? Do they go to your website to see the hours? And what, what should they expect? They should bring their own PPE. They should plan to stand six feet apart. Um, you're probably not encouraging people to stay too long so everyone gets a chance. Can you, what, what might parishioners expect? So I think um, parishioners will be, we, well, we have a great communication system here. We send an email out every morning with a link to our online YouTube mass. And we send the email out to about 3,000 people who are parishioners and other friends who want to be part of this community that we've, this online community that we've uh, created. And, and so look at an, we'll get an, uh, send out an invitation. People, I think, we haven't even gotten there yet, but I think it's going to be a sign-up genius where people sign up for 15-minute increments as we open in the days that we are open. So we know who's coming. I think one of the things Cardinal Supich would like to do is know who's in church in case there is an infection and say, oh, these other people were also in church. We should let them know. Right. Contact tracing. Contact tracing is exactly right. And one of the things that we are really saying that, you know, you can pray from home. Right. You can join us at Mass online. And... Um, if you are in the vulnerable population, you really should consider staying home until it's safe. Yeah, and just the the understanding that prayer and being together in community can happen in lots of different ways. Um, sometimes it's that phone call outside of the hospital for a family member as their loved one is dying, and sometimes it's watching um, from the comfort of your couch uh, Father Wayne give another great homily on his YouTube channel. So I think there's lots of ways that we're all learning to come together. I know folks are excited to get back into the pews, so it, it's good to know how safe um, and reasonable you you are being uh, in we're the being approach of getting cautious, us back there. We're being very yeah. cautious and very conservative as we move forward because we want everyone to be safe. In the meantime, we have three times a day people gather for the rosary online or by their phone. It's amazing. 
I mean, so many ways to engage, and I wish we had more time for both of you. Father Wayne, thank you so much for spending time with us this morning. My pleasure. Thanks for the good work of Catholic Charities. I'm always proud of the team over there. I need to remind you, even on the seventh day, God rested, Father Wayne. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) All right. Join us next week for another uh, interesting show here at uh, The Voice of Charity. And thanks, Marie. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye, ladies. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.